Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Sorry about that delay. I realized that the mic was on mute. Anyway, welcome to the Outer Realm uh, Wednesday night segment. Uh, happy to have you all here. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the United Public Radio Network 105.3 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been with us since day one. So thank you, thank you, Folgers. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick. I guess, a.k.a. the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, for the contribution of his voice and music for our intro and our outro. His music can be found anywhere that good music can be found. So thank you again, Dr. Snick. Tonight we welcome back Wes Roberts to the show, and it's going to be a bit of a mix tonight. We're going to be discussing mindful magic, and I was quite intrigued, so looking forward to seeing what uh, he's got to say about all of that and he said he's also going to add on his et experiences and tell us about a couple of really amazing workshops that he has coming up so real curious about that as well so as you can see this evening if you want to um communicate here on chat with myself and the guests because as you can see amelia is not with us again tonight but she also is in chat so she'll be bouncing around tonight um but we are on ufo uh paranormal radio on youtube we are on michelle de roche outer realm radio um outer realm with myself and amelia on facebook uh, UFO Paranormal, United Public Radio, Facebook, Joe Montalvo, UFO Undercover, Facebook, Hands Most Haunted, Michelle Roche, Facebook, News on the Flip Side, Facebook, and of course, if you go to my personal page on Twitter, if you guys are over there, only problem is, is I cannot see your comments over there, but you can at least enjoy the show. So again, sorry, but if you want to be seen, I think the Facebook and the YouTube is probably the best way uh, for you guys to tune in at that point. Um, so a little bit about Wes, if you guys do not recall uh, from his last segment here. He's a 30-plus-year-old contract college professor who teaches students computer applications, transcription, office procedures, business communication. Um, he's had hints of alien visitations dating back to his teens through off-time, frustrating nighttime experiences due to consciously recalled experiences in the 1980s. He became convinced his experience could not be explained away by conventional notions such as imagination, visions, hallucinations, dreams, and so on. Um, and he basically did go um, for hypnosis, if I'm not mistaken. And he is gotten a lot of these memories back and still at it. And he requested that we actually do uh, a show on conscious mindful magic. I've, I have not heard of it put this way, um, but I am really looking forward to seeing what it's all about. 
So I see the chat is starting to fill up. Hello, Bubbly's in the house. And we've got Howie O'Dell. Hello, hello. We've got Tamara. Hello, Zachman. Hello. So definitely, um, yep, definitely going to be a good show. And uh, of course, when the gang's all here, it's just all that much more fun in chat as well. I know. This is what Bubbles got to say about it. There we go. Woo! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I know. I miss you, too. I miss you, too. So, you just have to get better and then get back to doing life. Hello, Allison Wrighton from Ontario, Canada. Fellow Ontarian. There we go. There we go. My gosh, um, how he shared you to my fan group site. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Love the support. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me see. Trying to get everybody in here. Hitman is in the house. Love it. Love it. Uh, Zach Man, good evening. Hello, Zach. Always nice to see you. Amelia, Justin Snicker. Yes. Yes. Our award-winning composer of Halloween sci-fi electronic music. And he is responsible for our intro and our outro. And sometimes we don't always have time to play the outro because we cut it real close. But we do try because it's pretty spectacular. Hello, Chris. How are you? Um, Zach's birthday yesterday. Ooh. How come I didn't know that? Bubbles. See? Bubbles not around. I just don't know what's going on. So big happy birthday going out to our friend right here, Zach Man. Hello. Hello. And definitely a big happy birthday. And there we go. Okay. So now we are waiting on um, Wes to join us. And uh, we can go from there. So oh, hoping Bubbles is better. Right now just kind of going down to the chat room as it's filling up. She's getting there, I think. She's a little bit back to her old self. Happy birthday to our third host from Bubbles. There we go. <laughs> Feels good being 33. <laughs> um, hello from Scotland. Hello, hello, Ron. And happy birthday, Wes to Zach Man. Thank you, thank you. There we go, guys. Thank you very much. So, yeah, we're filling up. Hello, Melissa. <laughs> okay. Whew, here we are. <laughs> Hi, Wes. How are you? Oh, very good. Thank you. Very good. Good, good. My gosh, we're just, yeah, just going down the chat room, starting to fill up, as you could probably see it to your right. So mm -hmm. I'll highlight things as we go along uh, for questions and such. So how are you? How, how have you been since I've our been, last show? I've been uh, very well, busy um, uh, creating at least the outlines for a couple of workshops, which we'll talk about later if we get a chance. And yeah, well, we all have a chance, of course. And, uh, you know, also... Um, ramping up because school is back and I chose to go back in the classroom. Oh, uh, yeah, we had options. So right. I'm teaching what's called hybrid, which means that um, there's an in-class portion and there's an asymmetric portion where they uh, they do their own thing. But I wanted to go back after two years. So I'm back. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I get a little bit of normalcy back, get back into the swing of things. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and nice to be back. The kids, nice. Are they happy to be back? I say kids. I mean, we're college level, but they're still kids. You know, we're worried. Uh, that's what I call them too. Interestingly enough, and I now I have about ten thousand children over ah. the years. <laughs> it's just a little amount, you know. Well, it took a while. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. So, 
last time you were here, we talked about your your ET experiences, which we mm-hmm. can touch on a little bit more as we go on, because I want to make sure I'm really intrigued by this, the mindful magic. And it's funny because we haven't done tons of magic stuff on the outer realm. And in probably in the last two months, we've had two other guests come on and talk about it, but but all different types of magic. So when you said, oh, yeah, you know what, this would be great to do. And I'm just like, see, there's something else that I've never, I've never heard of. And it's like, really intrigued me. So where would you like to start? I mean, I guess, probably a good place before I mean, I'll answer my own question, but is what is mindful magic? Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a great question. What I would say, uh, Michelle, is that everyone does magic. They've always been doing magic. The difference mm-hmm. between the magic most of us do and maybe the stuff I do and others do is that I put, I put my mind behind it. I put my intent behind it. I formalize it is right. the way I might put it. Um, okay. That could be ceremonialize it, uh, ritualize it. Um, but but I, I I chuck in five or six or seven key ingredients, which I, I'm certainly willing to get to tonight. Yeah. And, uh, and when I chuck those in place, if everything's more or less in balance, um, I can make my wishes come true. And so right. I think we all do that. I mean, um, I'm not sure about yourself, if you wanted to be on the haunted shows, if you wanted to be here, where you wanted to be, what you wanted to do. Right. Um, I had a wish in the uh, in the 1980s or so that I would get involved in communications of some kind. Right. And I didn't right. know what that meant, um, but I really threw myself behind it, and mm-hmm. all the ingredients were in place to to make it so, uh, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but if, if if you allow me to, and please interrupt me if you need to. Um, I always I'm, say the stage is yours. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, really. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I guess the first comment to what you're saying is manifesting. Um, yeah, manifesting your wish or your will. Okay. I, I would totally agree with that. Magic's a manifestation of what you can see, uh, what right. perhaps you can see in your future. Um, and that could be an hour from now. So right, <laughs> nothing too um, exciting then. <laughs> so I, I was uh, uh, for um, 15 years or more. I was really stressed, and this is how I, I think I can introduce it to folks. I was really stressed uh, because I was in debt. Um, so I don't mind saying that I was in a crazy debt for a normal human being mm-hmm. uh, with three different banks and. Wow got to a point where I was just paying um, interest. So mm-hmm. 10 years or so of paying interest, nothing on principle. Right. And, and no matter what I did, no matter how I thought I'm obligated, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got myself in debt. I'm obligated to pay this all off. It's my responsibility. I don't know why I felt like a good citizen, you know, right. <laughs> but I did. And so I made a wish about three years ago that somehow, some way, I would be debt free. And, right. and, I, and, and I had to see that as a, as a real possibility because up until then, I'd been saying, I cannot. Mm. Basic principle of magic. Cannot means you will not. Wow. You know, if wow. you want to do, do the uh, simple math there, it, it, you, what you wish comes true. So uh, I, until I said, okay, I think I can do it. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my partner influenced me by something she said. Um, she said, you don't respect money. Wow. And I'd never heard that before. Um, you know, the banks might have said something different, but, and I never thought to myself, why should I? You know, I had a real cavalier attitude about it. So right. I thought I can do this. And I put my mind behind it, my intent behind it, my will behind it. And um, eventually, instead of going bankrupt, did something different, which uh, here in Canada is called a consumer proposal. Mm-hmm. And, and I took this on and they said, well, OK, um, we'll talk to your banks. And, and uh, two of the banks forgave my debt and the other one didn't. So um, mm-hmm. they, they set out a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in February of this year, um, I, I had completed this plan. Uh, two and a half years ahead of time, and I became debt-free. Wow, congratulations. That, that is a big one, and oh, that is very stressful, and stress kills. Yeah, I was sick over it, you know, at times. And so this was a a clear act of magic, working with what's possible. Right. And this is something else I'd have to say to all your viewers, is that uh, it's got to be feasible, Right. It's got to be doable. We need to work with what some magicians call the natural order, mm-hmm. uh, just nature. And so working with the natural order, was it something I, I could do? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't fly if I jump off the roof, but I could become debt free. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the money didn't come from heaven or hell. It wasn't a windfall. Right. Uh, it was just a, a heck of a lot of work uh, mm-hmm. with me and my focused will. So, right. I think that's a decent example of uh, of what wish magic can be. So um, basically along these lines, get rid of negative thoughts and words, get the words can't, won't, don't out of your vocabulary where you can and you will and you shall and, you know, changing the mindset, I guess. Positive vibes? Positive vibes. I mean, I'm sure you and a lot of your viewers uh, know the basic tenets or more of the law of attraction. Yes. And, and this is something yes. I, I, you know, I stir and repeat. I add it into to my magic because the tenants are wonderful. So mm-hmm. instead of picturing myself debt free because mm-hmm. debt was still in there, I pictured right. myself with a bank account. Okay, there you go. There you go. Gratitude mm-hmm. for what you have, Amelia mm-hmm. says, and opportunity presenting itself. Yes. Also. Um, Allison says we will only be free from debt when we stop destroying this beautiful planet. I do agree to I do agree we have to do that. We have to we have to change the 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 focus, I think, of, of we're so conditioned to being a certain way mm-hmm. that we tend to forget that there are other ways to do things. I mean, especially if the way we're we're conditioned doesn't work and hasn't been working. Right. So, uh, yeah. And everybody share resources. Yeah. Well, that's how they used to do things. You know, a community would do just that. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So you get to this point then. So please continue. I just want to try to get into everything as we go along. Absolutely. And if you see me looking off to the side, there's so much uh, about magic, about its history, about different varieties of magic. I have some notes beside me. So uh, with apologies, I've got some notes. It's okay. If I just put these up, it's just to, 
you know, for the people who are viewing, they can see and other people can comment and such. So don't worry about it. if it's something that the direction I will, I will get you the question so you can keep going. Okay, so, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. So mindful wish magic, um, I've given it a little bit of a definition, create or assist change in right. accordance with one's needs. Mm -hmm. And so um, change is, is a big deal. And we sometimes think we're, we're in a rut and we cannot change or we cannot change others. Mm -hmm. And those things are, are partly true. You can't really change others. They need to change themselves. Right. But for me, I, I drew from Egyptian magical practices, traditional uh, magic, which um, I would call witchcraft or right hand path magic. Right. Um, black magic, which is what we call left hand path magic. Mm -hmm. um, part of what we, we can do in the quantum worlds uh, in, in terms of space time. Right. Um, partly vampiric magic. So I, what I do is a, a deliberate effort to communicate, to connect, and to have information with other sentient beings, to become more awake, aware, oh, self-aware. Okay. That's interesting. Right. And so, so all this, I like. I, I do claim I can do a lot on my own, and, and mm -hmm. that's one of the goals of magic, as I know it. Do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Take ownership. Do it. Um, right. But I, but I work with pantheons of uh, other beings, not asking them to do it for me. Right. Asking them for information or assistance or technique so I can do it. Right. So the key is, is, is doing it yourself. I think where some people might go wrong is they go in and they, they want these beings to almost do their bidding. And then they get themselves into a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's that's a lot of traditional magic um, yeah. there. I, I take exception to it. I'm not trying to right. polarize this show or polarize the whole subject of magic. It's a right. workable kind of magic. But mm -hmm. I always thought you're you're going to call upon various entities, perhaps demons, and order them around. <laughs> ah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I always thought that was preposterous. You know, it doesn't and, quite work that way. No. Yeah, you no. pour some salt on the floor, and you're in a circle, and they can't cross that line. I, I just, sorry, I, I don't buy it. And, and this is to, no offense to traditional yes. witchcraft yes. practitioners, Wiccans, right. magicians, etc. No offense to them, because mm -hmm. I went through a time when I thought that's how you do it. Right. Right. Well, I, I think because media really has a lot to do with that as well. Um, salt itself is, I think, if you're getting into indigenous cultures, they do believe that you can use that along with other, anything from the earth. People mm -hmm. keep forgetting salt really does come from the earth. But yeah. um, you can use different elements. You can mm -hmm. work with different minerals. You can, you know, mm -hmm. plants and things of that nature. So I completely agree with that and, and yeah and exactly amelia purifying it has its mm -hmm. place sure. but i think it's like i say when you're clearing for example i'll use clearing because you know people tend to relate salt and, and negative energy with clearings mm -hmm. when you're doing a clearing and this is going to come right back to what you're saying wes it's not so much about what you're using maybe what you're doing the words that you are you know orating it's about the intention 
of the act of the clearing itself, the power behind the words that you were using. Say what you mean, mean what you say, follow through. It's really pretty basic, but it all stems from right here. Intention. Yes. yes. And, right? and I'm, I'm with you on that, on using exactly. uh, some of the natural elements, using salt. Um, yeah, not, not about anti-elements. You know, I use incense. Um, <laughs> I use a grail sometimes. Yes. Um, and I use other uh, implements. And certainly alchemists um, yes. use, use uh, three base, base ingredients. So, um, right. but, uh, but the truth is, actually, they're not yes. trying to turn things into gold. They're changing themselves. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think, yeah, I mean, you know, chat's definitely getting it. But for you people out there who aren't partaking or aren't in chat, you should be in chat. <laughs> so, but I, um, I, I, I do, I give kudos to people who, who really want to do proper research because I've always believed, Lisa says I've always been interested in magic and deities and have books on witchcraft, Wicca, dragon magic, reading mm -hmm. for years. It just goes to show you that there's so many different types of that. So what do you say to, um, like, let's say before you start doing a ritual or putting out your intentions, um, for example, protect your energy and then you are surrounded in light. What do you do, for example, to ground yourself or prepare yourself to be dealing with other energies? So um, that, that could branch off and, and take up the rest of the night, which would be a lot of fun. But um, <laughs> it depends on the nature of the, uh, the magic, the nature of the spell, right. um, the nature of what we call a working, uh, right. with a capital W. Um, so uh, pretty much I do an assessment. Right. Uh, I do an assessment of what the, uh, the outcomes are. Right. So I, wa I want to interject by saying, this is what I would call operative magic. Okay. Different from ceremonial magic. Mm -hmm. So in operative magic, you're going to have an outcome. You're working towards an outcome. You're doing a magical operation. Mm -hmm. So I assemble what I think I'll need for this. And, right. and that could be anything from, well, typically I'm going to have a grail. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to have a bell. Uh, I'm going to have a light source like a candle. And, mm -hmm. and so this, these things are common in all kinds of witchcraft. Um, I'm probably going to have a script of some kind. I'm going to probably do an invocation of some kind mm -hmm. or an evocation of some kind okay. um, to connect. Right. So and maybe to, for anybody who is completely green at this, what is an yeah. invocation? You, uh, when you're doing an invocation, you are invoking uh, something uh, either within yourself or perhaps external to yourself. That would be an evocation. But an invocation is probably you're, you're invoking or provoking something within you mm -hmm. uh, to rise. Right. To rise and become one with your purpose. Right. And to connect with the, the magical objects, which we call accoutrement. Um, okay. So our little magical objects like a grail or a candle, mm -hmm. um, like, um, like the incense, for instance, even music, like a robe, if you care to wear one or a mirror mm -hmm. or something that you can scry into right. Uh, right. if you're doing that kind of working. So I assemble what I think is needed for this, trying to match it to the purpose. Mm -hmm. 
and I'll write a script. And then I'll do this assessment that includes at least besides intention, which you already mentioned, which mm-hmm. is a key one, right. um, five different ingredients. Uh, need is one of them. Mm-hmm. Need, need perhaps versus want. Right. Uh, desire. Uh, is it really there? Or is this pretend BS? Am I not really serious about it? Do I really have the desire? Right. Um, do I have the will? Not like willpower, but is this in part of my destiny? Mm-hmm. Um, is the timing appropriate? Right. And that could be internal or external. Mm-hmm. And finally, is there some kind of balance to what I think I'm going to be doing? Mm-hmm. Is it feasible? So, so balance means that I'm, I'm not likely going to upset the balance of the universe or my immediate world or mm-hmm. even people I know. Right. So I have to determine if all these things are there. So need, desire, will, timing, balance, mm-hmm. and is it feasible? Right. And right. then I do this, I examine each of these words because they're all, to me, they're all pretty important. They're all pretty vital to make sure they're in place. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Absolutely. Um, question <clears throat> from Wayne. What is a grail? So a grail is a cup. A uh, vessel. Yeah, basically a cup. Um, okay. Think of King Arthur and all that stuff, yeah. or think of any kind of grail you want. So I have a specific yeah. grail I use for magic. Right. Um, and you generally put you put something in it. You don't have to. You can imagine something to be in it, but mm-hmm. you put something in the grail. So typically I want uh, something sweet or something bitter or mm-hmm. something that packs a punch to remind me that when I consume Mm-hmm. this consume the working so to speak consume my will right. i'm going to notice it right yeah so that okay. that's a grail as a container that's a grail okay mine. yeah okay excellent uh please okay <laughs> all right then uh allison please welcome laura ray from ontario welcome welcome laura all right Hello, laura. there we go um no i i agree so now you've got everything in place what's next i I guess you when you're looking at intention are you are you i mean i could see people everywhere you know trying to get the lotto numbers or getting you know um you know working on that another that job or wanting you know i want this house or does it work the same if you want something physical for yourself or is it really about putting something out for the good of of everyone that works the best I think both the cases are true, Michelle. You can just want something for yourself. I hope it's more than a want, um, yeah. because it's difficult. If right. it's not, if it's just a want, it's difficult. And and I can talk about that later if you want. But um, yeah. you can also do things to help people. I mean, some people look at magicians, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, black magic, and they say black magic is awful and terrible and you kill people and suck blood and do all this stuff it's like no it's it's stereotypical thanks to to, yeah media and such right hey michael yeah 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 so i think first i think you have to get away from the stigmas of everything to be able Mm -hmm. to do this with a clear mind it sounds to me like the focus has to be just right. The words that you use have to be just right. And I notice all the words that you use don't have a negative um, intention at all. You know, not, it's not yeah. like can't, won't, you know, it's positive, can and will. 
generally, I think that's true. I mean, um, I have done magical ceremonies or spells to help people, mm -hmm. to heal people, mm -hmm. uh, to connect with another person's mind, um, mm -hmm. to meet somebody in the dreamscape. Right. You know, to meet somebody in an out-of-the-body experience. That's really hard. I'm not good at this. Um, right. But yeah, I, I've done them to help others mm -hmm. uh, who are in dire straits or some other reason. And mm -hmm. I should feel that's nothing off me. I'm right. not losing anything to help someone else. No, exactly. You if know, anything, I think it selfish. would give you karmic brownie points. <laughs> if anything, right? That that that's that's a good thing if you're putting it out there and being more of a of a service to others. That well, has to I'd stand like to for something. I'm paying, it, I'm paying it forward. I mean, I yeah, I didn't fall into this stuff. You know, I became st started to become aware when I was 15 years old of this. Right. Right. And and just follow various tracks. But uh, one of the questions or things you mentioned, I'd like to return to because it's kind of important. It's like, have you made a decided, obvious, formal effort to say, I can do these things, that I'm allowed to do these things? Right. Have you crossed the threshold? Have you crossed the line in the sand and said, I can and I will? Right. It's an important early step, I think. I think so. I think so. I, and I think it also leads to, like, for me, I do believe, I do heavily believe in mindset and intention. I, I think it falls into everyday life. You try to do something. If the intention isn't there, then it's just not going to happen. And I think maybe that's where you have people who, who when they say you can manifest mm -hmm. your own future, you can manifest all of these things that that you want or manifest something for someone else and people go okay oh, i was going to manifest this but they really don't get it <laughs> it's like you know it's easy to just say it and picture it but i really don't think they get how much power you have to have behind that intention you really you really have to be focused and this brings us to need again need and want yes. so i want all sorts of stuff yeah. Sure, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to win the lottery. But you know what? I don't need to win the lottery. Right. And this right. might be one of the balancing factors. Also, mm. to if the lottery is what it purports to be, um, right. a machine uh, spewing out random numbers, mm -hmm. um, then you're going to have to work like a dog. You might kill yourself trying to affect the machine. Right. But affecting other minds, that's right. a heck of a lot doable more doable right right working with and that makes beings. makes absolute sense because i have heard of people who who teach how to do you know manifestations and teach you how to manifest what you want in your life and mm -hmm. i mean there have been talks of people like oh yeah i've had i've had you know friends or people win the lottery multiple times how do you crack the code? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, how do you crack that dang computer? So, because it is, it isn't just like, not like you're, you know, even if it's like, I'm sorry, even if it's back in the day and you're, you're just got this little round cage with the bingo balls in it, it's still a luck of the draw. It's, is it, what exactly are you manipulating? It's not the person turning the wheel that can focus on what's coming up. Right. I mean, she's not going to say, oh, B12 is coming up. It's <laughs> still, you know, so this is where I think people focus so much on that and they don't realize like it's more complicated than that. 
and, and it's also not a case of force, at least right. not at all times. Like there was a Russian woman, I'm sorry, I don't have the details in my brain, but no, that's okay. She was able to do PK psychokinesis. So she was able to affect material objects with her mind. Mm. And there's film that you can look, look on YouTube and you'll find it. And there's film on this Russian woman. It took her so much effort to move a few matches. Um, mm. uh, at one point, she had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. so, right. Right. so I'm thinking, is she going about something the wrong way? Like, do you really want to do that? Or do you want to maybe influence uh, someone's mind or have your mind influenced or influence outcomes that involve several people? Because mm -hmm. almost everything involves at least one other person. Mm -hmm. And then is it right for that person if you're, if you're uh, smug enough to say, I can affect another person's mind? Is what you're doing right for that person as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... No, that's a that's a that's a good one. I think that um, that's something people have to work on almost immediately before doing anything else. Is is everything that's up here the focus? And and I don't want to say, Michelle, there's not bad stuff that happens. Like, ask yourself, mm -hmm. you know, were I a magician, a witch, a warlock, whatever you want to call yourself, mm -hmm. and and somebody went out of their way to hurt my children? Mm hmm or my spouse, or my sister, or brother, mm -hmm. um, would you simply leave it up to the justice system? And I'm not advocating. Okay, just remember, aside. there's like probably two and a half million people listening right now. <laughs> Don't incriminate <Right>. yourself. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm half kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I'm not advocating we go yeah. and seek revenge or justice. But no, what if, right, right. But what if some of the folks out there Yes, maybe there's something going through the criminal courts and they wish the person would flake off and die. Mm -hmm. Well, how much has that happened? I mean, let's be honest. Probably everybody who's who's been wronged or had one of their loved ones wrong. Um, <laughs> and they might be saying, yeah, safe space. I got it. <laughs> Amelia. Um, <laughs> Shh. Yeah. <laughs> right. So so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about, you know, uh, if something happened to one of my sisters at, at the behest of some freak, um, I, I might be real mad. If I'm a magician, maybe that's broadcast. Mm -hmm. And that's just my thoughts. I'm wishing a person bad things. That's strong intention. I've been guilty yes. of that myself. Not necessarily wishing somebody bad, but mm -hmm. wishing somebody, it is just off the cuff going, oh, just like, hope you just like, just like that. You know, fall down the stairs and, you know, like just twist your ankles, like <laughs> stupid, you know, yeah, just, I, you know, that. I hope you just feel that one, you know, and next thing you know, it just happens and you're like, I don't know, like you don't even think about it. So it is intention. It, and it's not automatic pilot for that moment. It might be rage. Um, right. You can send something out and you can't stop it. Mm -hmm. It's a thought. Right. And your thoughts are broadcast. Right. And that's right. what I mean. Yeah. No, it, it, I, I completely agree. Like I said, I've just, you know, done things and I, I come up and then sometimes it's like three months later, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like this person will say something like, oh, damn. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, and you don't really think about, yeah, I know, Michael. 
<laughs> I know. I got it. I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, Wayne says, but thoughts are very powerful. Everything we have in the world was at one time a thought. Agreed. And that's exactly yeah. what I'm getting at. I'm not, again, uh, advocating going out and attacking somebody, although it would bring right. a lot of pleasure. Uh, but, and I'm not wishing yes. them, you know, the most horrific death or anything like that. I'm just thinking, wow, I can't believe that person went out of the way to hurt whomever. Mm, right. And it just, your thoughts are out there. It's just who will pick them up. Right. Right. No, mm -hmm. no, that's true. That's true. So, okay. Well, now I'm going to be, I'm a student. I'm coming and I'm, I'm, I want to know more about, okay. We're setting the stage. We've got the altar ready. We've got everything ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, we've set, you know, your incantations, your intentions, everything's good to go. So where do we go from here? Walk me through. So if I was actually doing a, a ceremony, for instance, my partner um, put together a little ceremony for healing. Right. Um, and, and I can actually relate some of the text to you if you want. Um, and, and I have all sorts of things I do magic for. Um, right. it, it could be a job. It could be health. Generally, it's a lot of what I've done recently is, is uh, about healing, self-healing. Right. And, and my own health, uh, for instance. So I'm working on me. So... Uh, anyway, if we had everything together and mm -hmm. uh, assuming that we've covered some of the basics in the past before we hit the chamber, mm -hmm. um, I would probably do something like have you involved in assembling all the things that go on the altar. Mm -hmm. And so it could be something meaningful for you. You might choose to do one of the little things that we do, or mm -hmm. you could be assigned to do one of the little things that we do, for instance. Mm -hmm simple things. You start the music at a certain point. If you're using music at a certain point, you're going to light a candle at a certain point. Um, you're probably going to put some incense on right. at a certain point. You're going to invoke whom or whatever. Right. Um, if I wanted to make sure my books did better and I should have done this because they haven't, <laughs> but if I wanted to make sure my books did better, I could right. have invoked Toth. I could have invoked right. Toth, you know, and said, help me because uh, Toth is involved in writing, uh, for instance, or if I want to run better, which I'm constantly trying to work on myself, I could invoke Mercury. Right. So, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do. So we're sitting or standing at a table. And then what, what I generally do, and I don't know about other people's practices, is I ring a bell or a gong. Um, generally, it's a bell nine times because nine is a real magical number. And what that is doing is called breaking the atmosphere. Mm. It's signaling a change. Okay. It's saying that this is, uh, we sometimes use the, the term, it's shattering, shattering the atmosphere. Right. And so you shatter the atmosphere to formally say, this has begun. Right. And you'd be surprised how dramatic an effect that can have. Now, yeah, because it seems very involved. simplistic, really. It, so it, it just shows you that it doesn't have to be complicated. No, wow. it's, it's just wow. you could bang on the altar with your fist mm -hmm. nine times, or it doesn't have to be nine times. You could have a glass, not your grail, but mm -hmm. a glass that you hit right, uh, to make an interesting tone. And that's like, it's <laughs> begun. Merely wants a gong. Oh, yeah. You can so, have one, totally. so atmosphere or frequency? 
I would agree with that, um, with what yeah. Amelia said. Yeah, it changes yeah. the atmosphere or frequency. It changes you. Right. Uh, we try and keep in mind that we're the operator. Right. And so the conduit, really. Yeah, we're right? the conduit operator. We're operating on ourselves or through ourselves. Right. Right. Uh, do you want? I know these questions are coming up. Just tell me if you want. Um, to oh yeah, them. yeah. These a lot of this is uh, comments. Here is a question: um, Do you differentiate between invoking and evoking? Thank you, I do. Uh, I do. I think of uh, uh, an invocation as something within. Right. And an evocation as a bringing in something from without, something external to me. And others will see those words in different ways, perhaps in the reverse. But that's the difference I see. Um, I, I guess I, I rarely do an evocation. I do a lot of invocation. Right. But periodically, if I'm calling on someone like uh, one of the Egyptian goddesses I work with is called Selket. Uh, she has a scorpion on her head. You'd know her if you saw statues of her. She right. protected the pharaoh. She was one of four gods or goddesses that protected the pharaoh. So she's a mistress right. of magic. No, that's right. That's right. And I mean, for anybody who does a lot of goddess magic, that they would recognize her pretty instrumental. Um, I wanted to put this comment up because the bell ringing alters a frequency within your environment. I think because we do resonate at certain frequencies ourselves and how many of you guys out there hear just randomly out of nowhere, you just start hearing, I hear different frequencies all the time. Sometimes it's really annoying. It's really loud. Other times, not so much. Sometimes it's more subtle. So I'm wondering in, you know, changing that frequency, like Amelia says, even with singing bowls, changing that frequency, if that's what, what changes something within us as well, since we're so, like I'm really tuned into different frequencies mm -hmm. on a regular basis um, to the point where it's actually annoying at times. So I, I like the singing bowls. They make me feel content. <laughs> that would work uh perfectly. And, and I agree with what you said about frequencies. Um, they, they tend to alter the operator or the operator first, the person doing the magic. Right. And they may also help sort of thin the veil between worlds. Ah, kids at home. Don't just try this. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, kids and, everywhere. And actually there, the three, three comes up all the time in magic and mm. variants of three but the three is say you're the operator so you're one corner of the pyramid and mm -hmm. then you're you send your magic into the causal world that's right. where it's done and then the impact comes down elsewhere right so in, in a sense you're putting your thoughts out in the universe and then they're coming back to to land to work to manifest mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right no, I'm just putting up comments. So feel free. Yeah, have, feel free to comment on anything that you see if you want to add to it. Oh, thank um, you. Uh, okay, put that one back up. It keeps moving. Uh, Tamara says having a grandfather clock in the house is a, is good for the environment for keeping good energy in the home. I like listening to the grandfather clock. Also, like we have uh, a different uh, big antique hanging wall one, and it, it is really nice. Um, also, Michael three six nine. Interesting numbers too. So welcome Dolly. Offline podcast, listening to ours. Dolly will be on 
in a few weeks. <laughs> so, um, tick tick is soothing. Yes, <laughs> it's Amelia. <laughs> Amelia's hosting from the chat room tonight. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Bye, Amelia. Yeah, she's just getting over by COVID. So, <laughs> so she's in chat, oh, just stirring things up. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so feel free to comment on anything you see okay. in there. Thank you. Yes. So, so we we've broken the atmosphere. Right. Um, and chances are you're going to state the purpose of what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I prefer my own words, and I would advise that to anyone. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, you can grab any grimoire or magical book you have access to and read from it or use mm -hmm. those words. But right. your own words are the most powerful things, the most powerful instruments in terms of stating the working's purpose and mm -hmm. making it work. Um, right. So we would state the purpose. For instance, um, my partner Anna did a healing example, which I can read to you shortly if you want. So the purpose is, for instance, I need to boost my energy. Um, I don't feel very well right now. I have another health issue. So mm -hmm. I'm going to do a healing working, a healing right. magic. Right, right. And then you proceed to do things that you feel are congruent mm -hmm. with that whether it's imagination or visualization mm -hmm. and, and imagination, we could, we could stop there for a few minutes because yeah. it's of yeah. key importance. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's just touch on that for sure. Cause again, I think it falls under mindset. You have to be able to envision what you're doing. You do have to be able to see it. Um, right. So there, um, there was a, uh, in my view, a great man, Robert Monroe, who, right. uh, who founded Hemisync. And one of his uh, students or protégés' names was Bruce Moen. So mm -hmm. Bruce Moen um, used to give workshops on all sorts of stuff, including on connecting with the deceased, connecting with people in the afterlife, talking right. to people or helping them, uh, right. you know, helping to send them along, uh, for instance. Um, and so Bruce used to say that imagination was a tool. Mm -hmm. He'd say it can bridge the gap between what you're only imagining at first to an actual thing that happens. Right. So what he would say, and, and I'm sure we could apply this to magic. He would say, imagine that you're in touch with someone in the afterlife and they're an earthbound spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, they really need our help to move along. Um, so uh, then imagine you're having a conversation with them. Imagine what they might look like. Imagine what they might sound like. Imagine what their yeah. scenario is, right? Yes, yes. And, and yes. for a while, you're making stuff up and then you're not. Yeah. Then it changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I agree. Intention. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, this is something that's been... This is like, these are ancient practices, mm -hmm. right? This isn't just something that all of a sudden is a thing, even though I find we go through cycles <laughs> where it becomes an interest and it's not, you know, an interest, but it is a pretty ancient thing. Look at that, Tamara, or oh, Trish, just reading my mind again. Get out of there. <laughs> so, pagan beliefs, bells offer protection as well as a signal. The signal, the entrance, that's why people put them on doors, essentially the door or veil in magic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah I, I, I absolutely am on board with that. But I mean, I think this is where people go back to oracles, seers, mm -hmm. um, you know, shaman 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. healers, things like that. So um, why is it, do you think it's such a taboo in modern time? Like everything else that the ancients did, <laughs> you know, organized, you know, society and religion is like, no, don't do stuff like that. Then you find out they're all doing it. <laughs> just saying. Well, I'm going to sound like a heretic, right? But uh, me, bro, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Please so, so <laughs> take the heat off me. <laughs> to sound like more of a heretic um, than I normally do, um, <laughs> but we can compare stories if you like sometime. But uh, what I would mm. say is there are those who don't want us to have any personal power at all. Yeah, I agree. That's the simplest way I can put it. So Mm -hmm. some of those folks are in politics and some are in religion. Mm -hmm. And uh, to think that we could actually do what others might call a miracle, Mm -hmm. that we could do something that's only attributed, for instance, to God or some other entity, Mm -hmm. um, that's an outrage. And so um, just keep, you know, keep, keep advocating that I'm going to keep asking another entity, whether it's God or something else, I'm going to keep asking that entity to help me, it may never do it. Um, I can take positive steps myself to doing it. So there are some folks that really don't think that you should mess with that, that it's really not part of our purview, part of our right to do such a thing. And I, I disagree. Right, right. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think, again, it's just your upbringing. You know, mm-hmm. everything is so organized. You just don't do it. You don't have the right to do it. And that doesn't mean I, I'm mocking these folks. I mean, um, no. w- without going to too much personal detail, uh, I, I had to go to uh, my, one of my sister's funerals yesterday. And, oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. And uh, we have a, um, a pastor from the Anglican Church. So in terms of churches and, and uh, I don't know, seriousness, um, Anglicans are fairly light and, and interested in mystery. Mm-hmm. And so I thought her service was excellent. Yeah. And I told her so. And she said that, you know, it's an open debate in the Anglican church about what really happens in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Amelia. And um, she didn't know and she wouldn't say. And I thought, well, that's, that's level-headed. Right. You know, I, I think that's really reasonable. We didn't right. get into a conversation about magic, obviously not the place or time. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I was thinking, uh, you know, I, I keep having a, a respect for people that are real passionate about what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't believe in it, that doesn't matter. They do, and they're doing their magic. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think when you have organizations, and this is, this one here is 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 a good point that Tamara is making. Even the Dalai Lama and other religious organizations have an oracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's only certain, really. I'm just going to say more controlling ones, um, <clears throat> maybe the Catholics who just don't like you dabbling and things like this. But they don't like you dabbling in a whole lot, for that matter. But it's mm-hmm. true. Oracles used to be used by anyone of power back in the day. Uh, Jennifer, there you go. Sorry for your Thank loss. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, yeah, so, okay, so let's, let's, let's just kind of go back and, and forth a little bit. Let's yeah. talk about magical words through ages and, and eons. Yeah, cool. 
Um, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a bit of a history lined up here. I could like uh, bring the show down with boredom or not. Um, no, no, so. no, no. We're here amongst friends here. So just go. There's a lot of people interested in this stuff. So but, like I know, say, we, we don't do a whole lot of shows on magic. So this is, this is, you know, no pressure or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm not a history buff, but I will go through some stuff. So, you know, from ancient Mesopotamia to ancient Egypt, Yes. Um, magic's been done at least for four and a half, five thousand years that we're aware of. So it predates Christianity by by some time. In fact, yes. you can reach back into belief systems that go back 10, 12,000 years. Mm -hmm. um, but if we if we look more at modern times, so we can say start with ancient Egypt and they had all right. sorts of magical practices. This was right. the norm, right, including yes. around burial. And that's one of the ones we know the most. And, right. and then if we, we go through centuries, I'll just mention a few. And I, I've got to tell you some of the quotes here. They're so, so funny and, and so true. Um, Agrippa, who was a famous magician in the 1500s, um, said, and he wasn't, he didn't punctuate his sentences. So they're like a mile long. Um, oh, so like run on sentences. I get accused of that all the time. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I got to put my own punctuation in here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so Agrippa, 1500, said, magic is a, uh, a faculty of wonderful virtue, full of most high mysteries, containing the most profound contemplation of secret things, together with nature, power, quality, substance, and virtues, the knowledge of whole nature, he said. It instructs us concerning the differing and the agreement among things themselves, and mm. it can produce wonderful effects so this is 1500s right wow wow so agrippa says magic was the result of the correspondence meaning the connection between different things right right okay so i i yeah. was like wow um then there was francis barrett right around 1800 he said natural magic is a comprehensive knowledge of mm. all nature by which we search out her secret and occult operations throughout her vast and spacious laboratory. Right. It almost sounds a bit like the law of one. Yeah. This should be ringing bells, right? Like yeah. Yourself, yeah. You're, you're like really focused in and I, and I hope your viewers are too. Oh yeah. I, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they so, are. Last hundred years or so. And, and I can quickly go through some of this. Alistair mm -hmm. Crowley, who was called the evilest was, man on earth. And I was going to ask you about your opinion on Alistair Crowley. Thank you. <laughs> Same well, brain. Did you, well, did you know that Crowley didn't feel that he was evil? That was a moniker the press gave him. Right. I believe that. I they do 100% believe that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They said, you're the most evil man on earth. And it's like, oh, man, how are you going to shake that, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> You're stuck with that now, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere he goes oh evilest man you know yeah so. <laughs> that's true right into the afterlife right so he he um and and this gets into a whole interesting thing for me there are things called aeonic words right certain eras so in 1904 uh, crowley uttered and that's how they refer to it you speak to the universe once yeah um he uttered his magical word which was called thelema or just will Mm. just simply will with a capital w and so what he said was magic is the science and art of causing change 
to occur in conformity with the will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, see, this is baseline stuff. Right, it is. But I think he was way ahead of his time that way. By then, we were already in a very different world. Oh, gosh, yeah. And we were coming out of a very different world. And, and so yeah. he uh, shocked, shocked the world with this in 1904. Yeah. So, yeah, 1904. <laughs> Anyone know you're getting a bad rap? <laughs> I know. And I'm here to champion that today. Um, I so. know, no, it's true. But, you know, it's true. Anybody who's versed in Crowley knows this. But those who really don't have any idea. And he also had, you know, communication with, with what appeared to be a gray. So when you're talking about dealing, you know, with different entities, it, I mean, that's pretty much what he was doing. Mind you, where, you know, his place in, in Inverness or in the Isle of Skye in Scotland Mm -hmm. Mirror Loch Ness. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy ass stuff over there. So, it's, I mean, I'm sure he was just all kinds of stuff coming his way. He he was quite a character uh, for anybody that's aware. And you sound like you are very aware. He was a mountaineer. Yeah. He was an adventurer. He would go into the desert for two weeks. Yeah. Um, to receive messages, cleanse himself, press the reset button. Right. Um, he was fascinating. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did say uh, Talima was his religion. He might say something else. He called it magic with a K on the end of it, but uh, right. he wouldn't be the only one. Yeah, he was a showman. So was Houdini. Yeah. Uh, different kind of magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Um, right. So I'm going to, you know, fast forward to the 1960s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, these are these are key events, I think, in our world of magic and, and the world we live in. Anton LaVey created the Church of Satan. Yes, that's right. And Anton LaVey, <laughs> oh boy, could that be a show by itself. <laughs> so well, please, go ahead. <laughs> I, I know folks is going to say, he's not saying this, is he? Yeah, the Satanic Bible is a fascinating book. And he wrote that book. And it's got lots of valuable bedrock. Magic. I've got a first edition. <laughs> I'm going to rest my case. God, it's interesting. Talk. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, so, no, it's true. So part he, three. Yes. Part three. <laughs> we'll do a show on Crowley and we'll work <laughs> I think so. Somehow. Crowley and Anton. <laughs> yeah, Crowley, Anton, and some other folks. Um, so yes. LeVay shocked the world. He was a circus performer, a circus guy. So he shocked the world. He right. said, um, basically, drawing on Crowley and a lot of other sources, um, magic was a change in situations or events in accordance with one's will. But then he added something, which is real key to me, which would, which would, sorry, using normally accepted methods, be unchangeable. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is a clear definition of magic. This is what we do with our minds. Right. We right. affect others in time and space, if I want to mm. add that quantum bit in. Mm. Um, so, so his, his word um, would have been called indulgence. That's the big buzzword <clears throat> for, for, I think, that whole movement was the self-indulgence. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to treat yourself as your as as you're as the, you know you're the god within yourself 
and you can take advantage of it. Uh, he also did a book, um, which I don't know if you're familiar with, Michelle, The Complete Witch. Or I am. Witch. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's real dated, but um, uh, my right. partner just read it. And uh, it's got valuable tips galore. He mm -hmm. really knew humans. Right. This right. person really had a bead on, on humans. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, LeFay didn't, in some ways, would not have been considered successful. He didn't finish his teaching let's say, um, and uh, somebody that was part of the Church of Satan um, formed an organization called the Temple of Set. Right. And he did that in uh, around 1975. And the Temple of Set talks about a refinement of black magic because LeBay would have called his stuff black magic. Right. Uh, so Michael Aquino formed something called the Temple of Set and, and spoke about yes. Setian magic. Yes. Very yes. different. Right. Very different. You, you need to work with a subjective universe, mm -hmm. your own, and the objective universe. Mm -hmm. and, and then he further de developed or talked about two, two basic forms of black magic. One was called lesser black magic, mm -hmm. uh, which we do every day. And, and I promise you, uh, Michelle and your viewers, we do it every day. Um, right. If you want to influence somebody, you're doing it. Right. nuance the way you dress the way you act the way you talk all right. of it is magic yes. yes it is um if you want to look at it crassly it's manipulation mm -hmm. uh if you don't it's influence right and so taking indulgence we don't indulgence doesn't always mean uh, sex it could mean sex it means indulgence in everything we do mm -hmm. so for me uh, taking a lesson from indulgence. For instance, over the last few years, I've had both eyes operated on, not laser, traditional. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, I'm going to have a heart attack before I even get there. Uh, I have a thing Good. about hospitals and a thing about needles. Right, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm not going to make it. Forget the eyes. I won't make it. You know, right. I, the person right. will make it. Um, yeah. but, so what I decided to do was using a bit of magic, decide to indulge in it, not embrace it. Sorry, let me mm -hmm. redefine that. Embrace right. it for what it was. Right. Fully experience it, not reject it. Okay. Made a heck okay. of a difference. Okay. It made a heck of a difference when I decided to indulge in it. Because we can indulge in experiences that are negative. Mm -hmm. even though the results were positive. Um, to me, that's... Would that be balance? It is balance. I, I think it is balance. I mean, I, you know, I never thought that somebody would be poking around in my eye while I was awake. <laughs> you know, not something nope. I really want. <laughs> yeah, I would not be down for that either. So it's <laughs> a big nope. I was down for that twice. Um, so, but once I got through it once, the second time was like... Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good for going. Yes. Oh Let's my god. Um, so that was indulgence that I used, mm -hmm. and also Michael Aquino's word was kefir. Is mm -hmm. kefir? Right. Right. Many would argue, myself included, it's the current active word. Right. We look at errors and aeons. So kefir is beautifully simple. It means to self become. Right. It means to become. Right. To become right. something you are not now, to evolve, to become a higher being, higher than you are now. Mm -hmm. And you do it on your own. 
Yes. That's yes. the temple of Set. That's right. greater black magic. Okay. Right. So less greater black magic is full ceremonies, rituals, um, uh, you know, grandiose things if you want them to be. Uh, right. Lesser black magic is what we do in everyday life. And, and again, I'm going to say it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not mm -hmm. a bad thing. If you wink or smile at somebody or if you frown at them, it's not a terrible thing. Um, I'm going to address Dolly's question before I come sure. up with my own question. So do you yeah. see psych ability as, uh, psychic ability as part of your magic practice? I think it enhances my practice. Right. Um, when I was... Uh, when I was a young thing, um, I discovered through the spiritualist church that I had yeah. some latent psychic abilities. So the whole spiritualist church, we could go into that. Be fantastic. Oh, I, I know of it. <laughs> yes. I love talking about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I discovered that I had some talent because I was put on the spot. Yeah. Uh, I was put on the spot. I was handed an object and asked basically to tell a little assembled group in a coffee shop uh, who it belonged to and and attributes of that person. Wow. And the first thing I said was how? Like I literally said I don't know how to do that, but apparently I knew how to do it. Right. Right. And that's the psychic piece. So I just started talking about how I pictured the woman who owned this watch. It wasn't the woman who handed it to me. Right. So it was a third party. So yeah. I just started to talk about some of the attributes, including some injury she had. And I was dead on. Wow. And Surprise. <laughs> I know, I, but I, I'm so happy mm -hmm. it happened early. Yeah. Not that we yeah. can't work with it today. If you just woke up to the fact that you're psychic, well, we're all psychic. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, what can we do with it? Right. You right. Know, and some don't. Do yeah. You know, how do you manage Some it? Do you don't dare to, to tread there at all. Um, <clears throat> so let's get back to rituals. Sure. And I'm going to ask you the obvious question. Because people, the, the, I mean, this is where I think even the satanic church took a big hit, mm -hmm. um, you know, with all, you know, the propaganda and, and such. Um, ritualistic sacrifice. Never. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Having. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. One word answer. Oh, Absolutely go. never in any of the organizations or people I've been involved with. Never. Yeah, there you go. I have a friend who was who was a high priest um, mm -hmm. for the church, and and you know that's. I just wanted to make sure that we got that question out there because obviously this is something that is going to get a bad rap because it is what it is. 
you know, it's the complete, when, when you say to somebody, it's pretty much based on the same principle, but it's just the flip side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, people are just like, well, we don't kill people at our, at our, our you know, uh, church ceremony. So they must, <laughs> uh, you know, like it, it's, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's, it's true. It's very stereotypical. It's the movies, it's media, it's press, it's religious organizations. But I have to say, and you can let me know if there's any truth to this also. I saw a film in Anton LaVey's, probably the last part of his life, mm -hmm. where he reneged on a lot of that. Um, and he really feared what was coming. Mm. I guess thinking about the, the whole indulgence or self-indulgence. And, he, he, and the video that I saw... You know, and, and also, you know, being a medium, I could read into it and I could look at him and go, wow, what scared you mm -hmm. to be so confident all the way through with your craft? What in the end, what freaked you out or what scared you? Did he have a vision? Did he have like what what happened in there to make him go the other way? So it would be sheer speculation on my part. Right. Um, and that speculation would be he, uh, I, I feel he, he lost his focus and lost his way. Right. And what happens for a person like him who brings yeah. something new to the world is people will absolutely uh, skewer it, bend it, break it, um, turn it into their own needs, falsify mm -hmm. it, idolize it. Um, right. and, and so they're going to take Satanism and uh, our, our black magic and say, you know, let's go the serial killer route. Because you mm -hmm. see so many documentaries on serial killers say, oh, yes, the devil, you know, mm -hmm. and all this stuff. It's like, absolutely not. Not if you're sensible, not if you're balanced, not if you have respect for all other life and particularly animal life. Um, if, if I can speak to that a little bit and I'm no expert. Yeah, of course, this, of course. Please. Um, but it's uh, I'm real passionate about it. I love all animals, uh, even mm. bugs. Uh, so right. um, the, the theory was, uh, from what I gather, that uh, killing and sacrificing an animal and having them bleed all over you or your your altar area, you could make use of that life force. Right. Because they're spilling out their life force. Well, well it's powerful. When, when the spirit leaves the physical, it's a very powerful energy. Absolutely powerful. Um, what I would hopefully turn that into, what, what I do is, you know, if you're talking about a life force, you're talking about essence, not blood. Mm -hmm. You're talking about spirit. That's not mix the two up. Mm -hmm. So um, in some of the magic I do, uh, I can give essence or receive essence. I don't give blood or receive mm -hmm. blood. Um, you do energy work, essentially. It is. Thank you. It's yes. energy work. I yes. work with energy and essence. Right. And so the, the, the killing an innocent being or an mm -hmm. innocent animal is a horrific thing uh, mm -hmm. for me. It really creeps me out and enrages me. Right. I agree. I agree. And and there's there's a lot of religious practices that will that will do that, you know, and uh, I guess it, it is just your, you know, if you're born in a certain religion, then that's what you do. I mean, I mean, 
voodoo mm-hmm. is one of those things, you know. Um, not that it's acceptable, but it's very, I guess, people are just maybe more aware of it, you know. Uh, like they, yeah, it's pretty sexy, right? Well, I think people are, you see in television, it's more talked about, I guess, is what I should say with respect to awareness, is it's more talked about. Um, People don't want to talk about, you know, for some reason, it's a a religious thing. It's not so much like they didn't, I don't think the Church of Satan was never taken, seriously, it was taken as as completely heretic, as completely... Mm -hmm bullface going after you know the christians mm-hmm. the catholics um i don't think people ever really had an understanding of it and yes animals are equal conscious entities thank, thank you, you Lord. they are they are so i you know i think that's that's part of the whole the whole thing of it is that it's been i mean how many different like magic itself is pretty much bastardized within society and yet it's such an ancient practice well we were talking you know four and a half five thousand years ago at least yeah and and you're talking about different kinds of magic you know i have this lengthy list here which yeah let's go through it (laughs) yeah let's go through it absolutely but but i'd like to mention a husband and wife author uh, team who who have shed to me great light, astounding light on Egyptian philosophy and magic. Yes. So we're not everybody's fascinated by Egyptian archaeology, and to me that's okay, that's interesting. But Egyptian philosophy and magic, that's large in my world. Right. Um, so uh, the the authors' name are Delubitz, okay. Aisha and R. A. Schwaller. I might be saying the name wrong. Delubitz. So they wrote several books. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they had a series of two books that uh, dealt with an Egyptian initiate. Uh, they called Herbach or Chickpea. Okay. Yeah. Um, a little boy that was initiated into the priesthood in ancient Egypt. And how the, the Lewises look at life differently is they don't look at ancient Egypt from today's perspective looking back. They try to take the tact in the position that they were there. Yes. Yeah and talk about life as the ancient Egyptians would have seen it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the two-part book series on Herbach, I'd recommend to anyone, if you mm-hmm. want to go on a voyage, mm-hmm. if you want to do path work, my goodness. Right. Um, fantastic books and a bunch of others, The Temple and Man, um, mm-hmm. and, and a bunch of others. They're, they're highly philosophical, highly magical, with a mm-hmm. real different take on Egyptian magic. Right. Uh, so, so that's one place I would start. Um, Alchemy, uh, where we transmute basic metals into gold. Mm-hmm. So alchemists were hired by the king's court. And, uh, alchemists exist today. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I had the opportunity to not hang with one, but I met one years ago. And and mm-hmm. he worked with silver and gold, and he, he did a ring or two for me. Um, right. But the transmutation is about the operator. Right. Right. And that's really deep alchemy Uh, people are very Mm -hmm. curious about it Uh, we had somebody a practitioner of alchemy on the show one time and i was so excited for it because i really dig it i really do and it's just after a while though you're like okay what oh for sure (laughs) can you repeat that (laughs) just like you just it's easy to get lost in it because there's so much 
Like it, you know, he was a lifetime practitioner. Mm-hmm. So it's like the knowledge was just coming. But I mean, if you are just even slightly versed, you realize how much you really don't know with it. That's a healthy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be. Other times you just walk around in the days. It's like, what the hell did I just hear? <laughs> you know, but it was really, it's really awesome. Um, I'm going to do a really quick station ID just because yep. I want to continue on uninterrupted for you. So for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to The Outer Realm with myself, Michelle DeRocher, and Amelia Pizzano is in chat hosting tonight and uh, stirring stirring stuff up or just leave it at that and um we are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who've been with us as a part of this journey since day one so thank you Folgers uh we also are sponsored by Dr. Snick aka Justice Snicker the sonic surgeon for providing uh his music and his voice for our intro and our outro we are sitting here having an amazing conversation with Wes Roberts on Mindful magic, all kinds of magic, and some stuff, you know, that might leave people going, what? <laughs> yes, um, you know, I'm, I'd actually like to do a full show with you on things such, or people such as Aleister Crowley and Anton LaVey and others like them, because I feel that there's a lot of misconceptions mm-hmm. about that labels and misunderstandings and not really taking the time to really research and i know that by then amelia should be in fine form (laughs) so how we kind of get like double trouble all in one shot but anyway um i i think you know that's something we can definitely talk about if you'd be interested so let's get back to other forms of and go from there and then we can slip over to other things that you want to talk about um yeah yeah i'm having a lot of fun other people might not be but i am oh no i think we're all having a blast we're all yeah we're all good (laughs) um definitely one of the things i'll interject just before i get back to my little list is uh ego needs to be a driver in a lot of this right um when i think when you reach a stage of wisdom and and uh, i think i have a tiny bit of it but not much but when you reach some kind of wisdom you realize ego has its place and you get rid of it or you do your best uh to be egoless so um, that's part of my practice currently but uh ego drove uh people like crowley to making the most absurd boasts in the world right absurd claims you know he, he climbed a mountain up and down 20 times and carried the sherpas on his back and right. <laughs> you know so, yeah. so if you're investigating these folks look at someone else who was involved with them for their opinion mm-hmm. just saying um, right right don't so, believe everything you hear basically gosh, most things are hidden in plain sight yeah hidden in plain sight absolutely yeah. um, <laughs> so then we get to you know that's called traditional witchcraft and right. white magic so Here's me as a 17-year-old uh, thinking I want to be a warlock. Mm. And there's books on that. There's right. books on that even when I was 17. I know you're thinking, that far back? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Aging myself too, but yes. <laughs> yeah, there were books. Yes. <laughs> so, so I still have the book uh, that I used to become a warlock. I still have it. 
uh, not maybe an original printing, but hardcover in. And this person put you through the most absurd things. Um, and, and at the end of it, after all the lightning and thunder, and after your parents ran up saying, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> so, so after all that stuff, you're a warlock. Right. So, <laughs> that label again. So, 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 label. so, so yeah. I was, I was happy to be a warlock. Um, right. Then I went on to different things, but so witchcraft and white magic, um, things like hermeticism and Gnosticism. Um, so Hermeticism was based on a god formed by the Greek Hermes yes. and the Egyptian Toth. Right. Um, god can be comprehended through philosophical reasoning. Right. Uh, Gnosticism might say that I God know. is wow. unknowable, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so I don't want to speak to the things I don't know. Yeah, no, please go. Yeah, Gnos so, no, so Gnosticism is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, Satanism, which I mentioned, Setianism. Um, chaos magic, chaos magic. I don't know mm -hmm. a lot about it. Um, the key figure was Austin Osmond Spare. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say I know a lot about it, but so what I do know about it is they'll try and strip away the symbolic to make mm -hmm. the experience conditioned by their beliefs. Right. And one of the interesting things <clears throat> that I learned from my partner, she knows more about chaos magic than I do, is they capitalize on surprises, right? which I, I wasn't really aware of. So something shocking or surprising, even if it's self-induced or right. purposefully induced, that's a transition time. Right. That is time for magic. Right. Um, right. You, mentioned, uh, you mentioned voodoo. Mm. So there's hoodoo, voodoo, santeria, and mm -hmm. all sorts of variants. The funny thing about voodoo uh, Haitian voodoo, anyway, and, and there's a great book, if you can still get it. It's called The Divine Horseman of Haiti uh, by someone who went and studied this way back when. Right. And, and talked about the gods, the Loas, and, right. uh, and um, how they, the gods mount people. Right. And so people seem possessed when they are mounted or ridden right god is riding them or has mounted them so they seem possessed right so voodoo mixes in all sorts of christian symbols with black magic hmm. it's, it's just a fascinating thing and it works well for them and mm -hmm. the interesting thing michelle is uh, i would say talk about being ridden or being mounted that's what some in my opinion aliens do right uh, yeah, my mountain. mind went somewhere else for a minute. I had to reel it back in. Sorry. <laughs> my bad there. It's like going, hmm, that can't be a ritual. <laughs> Do talk about that. <laughs> okay, so okay, I'm gonna say, yes, there's sex magic. There, yes. There. <laughs> Blaming it out on the aliens. <laughs> so, no, no, but I, I, I am... I am curious about the aliens for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can have a show on sex magic. Yeah. I know. Amelia's like, oh my God. I know. <laughs> so it happens. You leave me to my own devices. <laughs> so. Okay. So Wes, do not use the word mounting or riding. <laughs> These are bad. Bad idea. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So aliens. <laughs> so recovering, <laughs> recovering from that or, or never. Never recovering right. from it. Uh, right. There, there, there's also actually alien magic, right? Uh, which I'm thinking about, and there's vampiric magic, 
right. uh, which involves manifestation of powers that are typically attributed to vampires. Right. And, and we're not talking about sucking blood. Okay. okay. Energy. If, yeah, energy. I mean, if if that floats your boat, knock yourself out. Right. Never done it, won't do it. Um, right. We're talking about energy work again. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, it's so pretty popular. Energy vampires is spoken of a lot. Yeah, yeah, energy work. So I, I, I meant to share with you, you'll have to steer me around your show here, um, a little working uh, for healing, if you want to hear it or no. Absolutely. So that's assumed that you have some kind of pain, lack of energy, or another health issue. And you're using five ingredients, at least, besides intention. Um, you need to heal. Um, your desire is to heal. The will is the power to overcome the current situation. Right. The, the time is when you call the time. That might right. not be when you first don't feel well. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I got fed up with a, two chronic conditions I had for 20 years and, and finally called it and said, you know, medicine's not working. Mm -hmm. Allopathic medicine's not helping. And I designed some self-healing techniques and they worked overnight. Wow. Literally two nights, no more than two hours. Um, and it was incredible. And so you've got need, desire, will, timing, and idea. So mm -hmm. the simple, there's simple steps, um, basically four or five steps, just uh, recline in a comfortable position. Mm -hmm. It's very meditative. Right. And close your eyes. A lot of us do this anyways. We're, we meditate. We have visions. <coughs> we daydream. Pay so is this attention. A, is this Sorry, a frequency thing again with, with what you're doing? Are you altering your frequencies while you're doing that? I mean, frequency does heal. Yes. I actually, I actually think you are. Like, not my mind. My body knows how to do it. Right. And, and what I consider is I need to step aside from the process and not be in its way. Right. That right. really taught me a lot. I was constantly, um, constantly reinforcing the fact that I had tennis elbow mm. or that I injured my hip many moons ago in martial arts. Every day I'd reinforce it. Right. My elbow hurts. I can't mm. lay on that side. I have to stretch up my arm. Every day and every night I'd reinforce it. Right. And so it was destined to be with me forever mm -hmm. until I called it. And, and basically told my body or asked my body to do what it knew how to do very well. And it certainly knew how to have a healthy elbow. It used to have one. Right. <laughs> right. I know. Sounds, sounds crazy, but it works. Right. So, so you pay attention to the area um, of your body. And you imagine there's a, a stream of clear water falling from a mountain. It's refreshing. Keep looking at the water. You might see rocks or other obstacles, and that's mm -hmm. kind of important. Take the obstacles out of the picture. Right. Remove the obstacles. You can grab them with your hands, or you can pretend you're looking at a blank white screen or a black screen and shove them off. Mm -hmm. uh, stay there until you have a feeling that you're being effective. For me, I have a feeling I'm being effective. My whole body is buzzing. Mm. Right. Yeah, That's frequency. I can, yeah, I I can see that, and and just kind of looking at what's going on in the chat, 
if if I find myself coming down and getting sick, whether it be a headache, whether it be coming down with a cold, which I don't get sick often, like amazing to me, barely happens. But when it does, I'll see myself just say, no, I'm not doing that. And I just get up and I get moving around and I just go about my daily life. Like it's like, there's nothing going on. And it's just like, it just, it doesn't happen. I, I understand you and we're similar. I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not flawless in this process, but I'm pretty good. Right. Um, and I just want to mention that working is not mine. That's one, uh, Anna, my partner came up with, but it's just an example of, right. uh, doing wishful magic. Right. And trying to fix what's broken, basically. Right. But what See. you said, I mean, I had, when I was a, a kid, Michelle, um, I, I had one illness after the other. So I finally, you know, when my mom was alive, she used to say, you almost died. Wow. <laughs> I didn't feel that way, honestly. I did not. <laughs> <See>? yeah. <laughs> I right. didn't feel good, but I didn't feel like I almost died. So I, I eventually ended up in the hospital. Doctors were saying, I was there for a week. Doctors were saying, you're you you won't be able to do anything for six months you're going to be bedridden wow so i left the hospital i was probably starting to feel better because they took blood five times a day and i i would run away if i could have mm. um so um i see another comments coming in there and, and hopefully we can get back to that so oh, I, so uh, i just put them up you see them if you want to comment otherwise okay. we just keep going we'll keep going it's fine thank you so yeah. I, I left the hospital. I was bedridden for a few days. And I said, I'm not doing this. I am going to get better quickly. Right. And it right. was two weeks, not five months. Right. There you go. There you go. Right. And I had a passionate intent to get better. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of the ingredients of magic as far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I believe that the mind is a very, very powerful thing. And we barely just touched the surface of what we can do with it. And I believe the ancients knew how to tap into this a lot better than we do. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's like anything else. You know, the ancient people would be very comfortable with their friends from the stars, you know, the gods or you know, they, they weren't, they didn't fear them. They emulated them. They, they built temples in honor to them. They, you, you see this all over petroglyphs. I mean, everything carvings and amulets that are being found. And yet here we are and we just don't, it's like something just happened at one point and everything seemed to be taboo. We, we fear, you know, extraterrestrials. We, I mean, they're not all, I mean, they're not all the same. They're all, there's very individual, much like we are. Magic, that's just something like you say, some of it we do every day. It's just mm -hmm. not labeled. No, and we're, we're okay. Society's okay if you say, I wish for a better outcome, mm -hmm. not I will make it so. Right, right, exactly. So um, we do not even use all of our brain, but meditation opens the possibilities of potential. Yes. Yeah, I, I so much agree with that. We just we just tap a very finite part of it, um, and and things like magic, and also I'd have to throw in because I'm I'm such an inherent a believer. I don't do it well. Things like remote viewing. Right. Uh, it is surprising 
what we can do. We can go anywhere in space and time. And why not think, well, you know, I'm going to go forward a few mm -hmm. minutes. Mm. And that guy will tell this current guy, what's up? Do you, think, do you think, though, when it comes into, like, the whole prime directive thing, that you'd be allowed to do that? Because even with time travel, they say, like, you can really mess things up just by trying to go forward and come back and tell yourself something. It doesn't always work in your favor. You have no, that whole butterfly effect thing going on, you know? I, I uh, the, the whole prime directive, I do have a belief in that was no myth, that it is no myth, um, right. that it's real. Um, right. And I, I'm sure you are too, and many of your viewers are, uh, sometimes painfully aware at, at the number of variety of entities in our lives. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just from, from, from the afterlife on into outer space, into other universes. Yes. Yes, I agree. Oh, I agree. Multiverses, yep. you know, um, there's so much going on simultaneously. I always say to people, try to think of a radio you know, radio station, you can only listen to one at a time. doesn't mean that the signals and the frequencies, you know, aren't all overlapped. I mean, I think when I lay my head down at night, or sometimes I'll just be sitting here and I'll be reading or researching and then all of these different frequencies, and I mean, different levels start kicking in and I'm just, you know, kind of tapped into like the solitude. And, and then all of a sudden you start hearing things. I think there are multiple levels but on an average, we're here and we just see one at a time. There's so many stories of people who step outside the door, they go outside for a moment, come back in, honestly, and they're they're they hear something going on, and it's like not what they left behind. Yet they just walked around the other side of the house, came in, and there's something entirely different. It's a whole different time going on. Mm -hmm. Then they go back out and they come back around, and all of a sudden. They're back where they started. It's just, what's your take on that? <laughs> There's a prime directive for you. Don't interact well, with yourself. <laughs> I think I, I may have mentioned uh, on my earlier parents that uh, my partner and I did a little experiment because yes. um, uh, we believe in the omniverse. And, and I want yes. to tell, tell you and your viewers, yes. Strange doesn't know that yet. No, he only, he only gets the multiverse. Michelle DeRoche gets it though. I can't tell you that. I, I knew you would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the omniverse is pretty inclusive. So, um, yeah. My partner and I did a little experiment where we felt we would try and sense another two of us somewhere in the omniverse looking out at us as we were looking at, at them. Right. And for a bit, the lines blurred. We were sitting on the balcony. We were quite awake. It wasn't right. med it wasn't serious meditation. And I wondered, and she wondered, what would happen if we had seen it through? Mm. And so we intend to actually work out a process and try it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And no, we we're we're not there yet. But I would certainly be happy to it. share it with you. Um, a yes. series of steps that we'll take, and we're going to test drive it. I love it. I love it. No, I would definitely love to uh, love to hear more about that. It's fascinating, um, especially if you can will it. I mean, you know, if you can direct it, get in the driver's seat with it. That's that is fascinating to be able to manipulate it. Um, Renee, remember my team stepped 
into the past that octagon hall it really freaked him out never had that happened to him before hmm so portals <laughs> maybe yeah yeah portals we can we can um somebody said to me you're time slipping and it's like yeah i like that yeah i like that phrase is that uh, kind of like jumping um I, uh, it might not be so much jumping as it is falling ah um it's how i think he he meant it but i i assume because i think you know we're surrounded by entities and they're at us 24 7 for attention and focus and we right. can't do that but right. i i assume that others want to connect with me other me's want to connect with me because there's some stuff i can do in this life that i never learned practice study and yet right. i have talent so does that does that come from a life before this one or does it come from one of me out there somewhere and i tend to think it comes from one of me out there mm -hmm. yeah well it's a theory that we can split our essence mm -hmm. you know different different simultaneous existences it would make a lot of sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i think so so we're we're, we're going to go to work on this and it's funny you know uh, some people are going to say you know you're loopy and it's like maybe yes. uh, but if it works for me <laughs> sure. i don't care if it works for you right you know, <laughs> every man for himself get out of my way <laughs> well right. you know uh critics don't see ghosts yeah. because they don't want to and right. they don't believe in them right but you know that way better than i so not my right. forte but hey i always say that we're all students with mm -hmm. with everything everything we don't know anything for certain every time we have someone come on the show. We are also learning. You know, it's this is new for for like a lot of this is new for me. As versed as I am, and a lot of things that you've spoken about, it's interesting because when I listen to your uh, perspective on it and how you do it, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's very interesting. <laughs> I would not have thought of that. <laughs> You know, but it, it's 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 really interesting because I, I love you know the like-mindedness of it. It's always nice when you connect with somebody who, you know, who doesn't just get it, but somebody who can really talk it and educate it. Which brings us to your workshops. You have workshops that do include. You have a workshop. I believe you have two coming up, and one is based on some of this. Yeah, based on, um, you know, pretty much all the stuff we touched on and more. Um, right. It would be on wishful magic or mindful magic. Right. And um, we kind of, uh, thankfully, and I really appreciate going through all this because these are some of the things I would cover in the workshop. I love it. There's five workshops to say, um, you know, I can get you from zero to 100. You'll be doing mindful wish magic. You'll have all the ingredients right, and you can prove it for yourself. Right. And so it's not me. I'm not gonna, you know, wow people. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Right. But I, I will say, you pull a rabbit out of your hat. Right. That's, that's what I'm interested in. You know. Right. So I, I really right. want to see people just come to terms with how basic it is. Like after studying, I can't tell you how many books on magic and all the secret formulas and symbols and stuff. I, I said, there's got to be a way to simplify this. Yes. Yes. How, how do I get my point across? Am I going to say, well, turn to page 570 of this grimoire, and let's read this stuff together in Latin. Right. Not, yeah. Latin, Aramaic, you know. So. 
Yeah. Just a little no. technicality. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so no, no. So this is great. So how does one partake in your workshop? So this one's coming up in the fall, um, probably around the first of October. And oh, uh, yeah. spooky month. Oh, the spooky month. The transition. <laughs> it is. Month. Yeah. Know, thinning of the veils and all that stuff, right? Right, right. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so it's just my website, West G. Roberts. There will there's a workshop tab there now, but it's not fully not fully functional. Um, okay. Uh, so so yeah, there will be like mindful wish magic uh, in wow. the beginning of October. So that and there's one before that, but that's the that's the wish magic one with more details, more of this stuff that we've been right. talking about. Right. No, I love it. Okay, Amelia, you know me so well. October, Michelle's Christmas, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm a little odd like that. But there are many other oddies out there who <laughs> feel the same way. So, so okay. So, um, and you have another workshop coming up for experiencers? Uh, yeah, for experiencers, basically. You don't have to be an experiencer. Um it's basically for coping with the kind of trauma that comes about from experiences. Now, okay. maybe the trauma will come about from a haunting. Right. From a ghostly occurrence. Right. From interaction with spirit. Um, but I, I know, Michelle, I had to go through all sorts of different things that I call my own coping mechanisms. Right. And, you know, I want to be plain and straightforward with you and your audience. I'm not a counselor. You know, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not a psychiatrist, a psychoanalyst. I'm not in anything. I'm an experiencer. But mm -hmm. I, I, had to, I had to go from being disbelieving to being real irritated and unbalanced or imbalanced mm -hmm. uh, to being able to cope to finally integrating. Right. And that was liberation. Right. You know, and how I did that was meditation. Uh, it was magic. It was uh, it was counseling. It was with a hypnotherapist. Um, it was with speaking to other experiencers. It was with talking to people. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to tell someone first. Right, right. And this it's is what true. I urge people. Yes, yes. No, absolutely. Um, so, as an experiencer, then, um, do you consider yourself? an abductee or contactee some people will say no i believe everyone is contacted they're all contactees despite the experience may be different for everyone mm -hmm. how did you view your experience like do you are you an abductee or are you do you consider yourself to be a contactee and experiencer for the so, most part yeah there's connotations to all those words yeah right? yeah um, I know that when I was in denial, when, when this 1980s experience happened and I was in denial, mm -hmm. um, I, I never connected the dots. Right. I, abductee never even came in my mind, right. <clears throat> even though I was speaking to abductees through MUFON and mm -hmm. other ways. Um, right. and, and quite frankly, I think I've said this before, I felt we're yeah. rather creeped out yeah. uh, you know, among some of them because there's this energy that I was alien in all senses of the word it was alien energy yeah. exuding from them so <clears throat> when i eventually came to terms with it um and started to undergo hypnosis so the hypnosis was for consciously recalled experiences mm -hmm. mainly and then for others that would come up right. and, and the others that came up tells me that for a time 
And and Leslie, Leslie Mitchell Clark would probably say, Yeah, this yeah, for, she's for coming back time. on next month. <laughs> oh, was she? Yes. Yeah, we love her. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'll be hanging with Leslie on the weekend. Very um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So she yeah. would say, and, and I think she's right, that there is a time for some people to go through an abduction mm -hmm. part of who and what they are. Right. And the abductions are physical and psychic both. Mm. Most of my right. abductions have been psychic, not physical. Okay. Okay. Um, spirit abduction. That's right. the best way I can put it. And it still registers, you know, you still go through the trauma. Right. It's no yes. different. You still you go through everything mm -hmm. that they do to your spirit. So um, an abduction, hmm. an abductee implies it's wholly or almost fully against your will to me. And right. so Leslie and I would have a conversation saying, well, for those that, that go with the program, that can deal with it, that end up integrating that, that make it part of their life healthy again, um, you become an experiencer who's got some say, mm -hmm. some buy-in. And I think that's where I am now. I, I've got some buy-in. You know, I've been called to councils mm -hmm. uh, where they said basically, Wes, so you've been through this phase, are you ready for the next phase? Right. And I think I've said this before. I've always said yes. And, and then in conscious waking world, this one, it's like, why did I say yes? Now, what was that thinking, face palm? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So couldn't you, I mean, being, you know, so versed in magic, couldn't you work or did you work? through using your your techniques and magic to help you get through and heal from some of this as well? In part. Um, and, and that was a big deal to me because um, my magic, my brand of magic, uh, right. which is uniquely left-hand path magic, and, um, and alien interfering with my life was impossible. Right. It right. created a large conflict. If yeah. I if I have Crowley's Talima or will, it is impossible for anything or anyone else to interfere with that will. Right. Meaning destiny and fate. Right. And I had to reconcile this stuff. And I, I've been around magic for four decades. So reconciling this was real difficult. At first, I thought, I actually thought, do I have to give up? one of these two things. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Do I have to give up a lifelong practice of magic mm -hmm. and, and, and being in a pretty good position in there? Or, mm -hmm. or do I have to give up pursuing uh, the experiencer? And, and I, I reconciled. Right. And, and magic has since played a big part in my understanding. And in, in one way, I guess, uh, my alien friends are just helping me with my magic. So that was going to be my next question. So where are you with this? You've been able to bring them both together, get a better understanding of it. And you realize maybe that, no, I'm not under attack. I'm being coached. Like I, I, I always say downloads, you know, yes, like yes. I'll, I'll get information and I'll go, Okay. Or sometimes you don't realize. Sometimes I, I'm very aware that I'm being told something and, and this is, and if I don't listen, like if I'm not paying attention, I find that if I'm researching for a show or something, all of a sudden the, what they want keeps coming through. 
you know, the search engine. And I'm just like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> you know, other times it's very evident. Like you just wake up going, oh, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you just know it. I, right? um, I call it downloads too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same thing. And, and I've had plenty of them. And um, I, the thing is, I, I rarely can process them in the moment. Right. I need to unpack them. Right. Uh, uh, quite honestly, I'd love to talk downloads uh, sometime with you. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. All of so, it. Yes, love magic, it. magic has helped. Yes, uh, love it all. Yeah. yeah, I thought these are not incongruent. And right. In fact, um, perhaps I have a more refined or new or different set of gifts that I can bring to the magical table or the altar. Yes, right. Yeah, making a download comment bringing that up um yeah i i think if you can apply it into your everyday life no matter what the situation because i do find a big part like you make mention of of hauntings and mm -hmm. you know working certain spirits or sometimes they're more malevolent entities um a big part of that comes counseling and I'm, I'm not a counselor. I did, I did dabble in counseling. I did, I did take a small course in it. I just chose not to take it any further because I realized I don't really like it, but what I, I showed due diligence because I worked with a lot of people mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to learn more about how to properly communicate to people as to what they were experiencing, because mm -hmm. sometimes people think they're experiencing something and they're really not they're projecting energy, perhaps like psychokinesis, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They're creating things. And I'm like, I really need to learn how to properly communicate to people, look at body language, things like that. So for me, it was a personal thing because I realized at that point, you're helping people with these energies that you're either removing or relocating or whatever the case may be, moving on. Um, mm -hmm. And along comes with that is the healing process for people. So it sounds to me like you found a way yourself to be able to, to apply something you love into healing on different levels. I think that's all, that's all true. And an explosion of it happened when I started undergoing hypnosis. Yeah. It was like, you know, any uh, latent psychic ability I had or active psychic ability or healing ability um, just got magnified. Right. <clears throat> it right. just, it just got ramped up. Do you think it was a resurgence? Oh gosh. I, um, I guess I'm going to say, I hope so. Right. Um, because like you said much earlier in the show, we lose touch with fantastic abilities. We once had mm -hmm. as if we've been cut off from them. Yeah. And I, I argue that point, you can rediscover them. Right. That's the thing is, I think it's, is, are we, are we, you know, I mean, let's face it, everything they put in the food, you know, premature, you know, kids going through premature puberty, all kinds of stuff. Like there's the hormones, the poisons, whatever, you know, um, I think that we're shut off from it. Our belief systems teach us to withdraw from it. Mm-hmm. It's like riding a bike. Once you do it, yes, you can you can get back on a bike and do it. But it, I think it's the cause of what makes us disconnect from it in the first place. Yeah, the damn packaging, right? <laughs> Amelia. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's 
important to be taught for those who just can't reconnect, to be taught how to reconnect. And in many cases, I think for some people, like the floodgates just open up. You teach them how to ground and how to meditate. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, yeah. you know, like, oh my God. And I always tell people, <laughs> you better be ready for what you're asking for. Because if you have any fears, like you talk about even yourself working with different entities, if you have any fear at all, that is not a good idea. Because they'll rule you, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I like to say that we need to be, we need to have a level playing field. Yeah. Um, and I, my deference goes to entities all the time. Right. I defer to them. Uh, right. You know, I don't think I'm lesser, but I may not be as advanced. Right. Uh, and so, yeah. Have you dealt ever dealt with an entity that concerned you that you couldn't deal with that may have just kind of snuck in the back door sort of thing? Because it's <laughs> sneaky ones are the ones that are up to no good all the time, right? So, <laughs> I uh, I've had a couple of uh, of incidents uh, where I thought mm -hmm. I've seen things, uh, right. but I, what I would like to say is don't that's not sell ourselves short. We probably did see things. Right. We tend to sell ourselves short. Um, that that couldn't happen. You know, that was mm -hmm. the fact that a cup was really light and it traveled across the room and then materialized or reported into another room. And so that's physically possible. Um, so, right. Yeah, we, we sell it. We sell ourselves so, so short. Uh, but yeah, I've had a couple of instances where I've encountered what I call a wall of black. Uh, and and I'm used to black, uh, but not that kind of black. And so it's a blacker and black uh, yeah, saying. Bl yeah, black on yeah. shades of black. Uh, but yeah, just yeah. black. Just picture a wall of black moving towards you and yeah. past you. Um, right. And, and uh, uh, you know, I don't do the work you you do, but I've been in a couple haunted houses and uh, was a little on edge mm -hmm. um, because I thought I was sensing something. Um, mm -hmm. But but generally, I'm not. You know, I'm going to approach an entity with deference and respect i i mm. don't call up on demons you know right. come and do my bidding that guy bumped <laughs> that's me a in big the one subway, for some people you know? that guy yeah. bumped me on the subway right him out. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> exactly so. it can be done it can be done but i think that's for people that's the stereotype that i was talking mm. about people assume that when you work in dark magic that it's you're sitting there in a dark room in the middle of a pentagram and you're conjuring, you know, the demonic realms, and all of a sudden you feel like empowered, like you're in complete control. It's not really that. I won't say there's not out there who do it and are probably really darn good at it. Yeah. Right. I just don't want like you know half a million people listening to my show to go and try it. That's all. <laughs> so. Well, you mentioned due diligence. You absolutely yeah. have to do your homework and ask yourself if this is suitable for you. Mm -hmm. You really do. If you're, if you're, uh, a, you know, perhaps not in a good state of mind, or perhaps upset, or perhaps a lot of imbalance, do not. Right. You know, don't do it. Right. Right. No. Exactly. And it's not like what you see on television. So don't assume that it is. You know, you can't go in there and start calling out on all these powerful energies thinking 
that this is how it's done. This is what it really is because it's not. You're just going out and invoking invitations and getting your self-attachments and wondering why everything in your life is going down the toilet. It's, <laughs> it's just, you know, because that's what they do. <laughs> They're, you know, but I do believe in mindset. I, I, I've seen people do phenomenal things, you know, having even with, with dark energies, um, you know, one time I used to have a waiting list for people in person to see me like, like 18 months. So I would work with people online or, you know, over the phone and just say, okay, this is what I'd like you to try. It was all about empowerment, frequency, vibrations, and changing the way they thought about what was going on. So it was giving them back the control and people do amazing things if they're just taught what to do. Mm -hmm. So the workshops, I think, um, will be a great thing because I know you're going to say to people, okay, kids, <laughs> don't try this at home unless <laughs> you go through the proper steps. I, I just want to say with magic, I know we're getting close to the end of the show, that yeah. you, know, you want to work on something, work on you. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Help yourself. Makes sense, <laughs> you know. A uh, lotto, I might, I might have to wait a while, but you know. <laughs> so, tell us about your book. Tell us how people can find you, find the books, um, promote, sure. promote, promote. Oh, thank you. You're um, welcome. So, my website is probably the best place to go, westgroberts.com. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple of books out on Amazon. Intersections is the short title of the first one uh, co-written by Leslie Mitchell Clark, um, my hypnotherapist, because she would comment in intersections on what I'd gone through. So I right. thought it was fascinating. She put her analytical hat on. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and the other is an experiencer's garden because I think we're living in this fantastic garden um, yes. uh, with a world full of experiences out there. And we only have a, you know, a contrite amount of time. Uh, and I don't know how much time that is. So I am just like, all over the place exploring. Right. So Amazon is the place for my books. Thank you. Right. Well, thank you for coming back on the show. It's always such a delight to have you on. You're just so much fun. And I found this to be really knowledgeable. And I definitely would like to connect and, uh, you know, we'd love to have you on again. Oh, so thanks. let's just jam a little bit about, uh, okay. you know, dates and topics. And because, I mean, we might be able to, you know, get you on for a couple more rounds um, cool. from the sounds of it. Yeah, we think so too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you for, for coming on again. And I will, I will be in touch with you. Michelle, Amelia, and all others. And of course, to all your viewers, thank you very much uh, for, uh, hearing all the weird stuff I had to say. Love it. It's all about weird Zelda realm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be in touch. Thank <laughs> you, Michelle. Good night, Wes. Good night, everyone. Well, guys, that was um, another fantastic segment. He's just so much fun. He is just so versed on, on his, his, topic matter um so thank you uh for everybody who tuned in thank you to the chat room uh everybody in here 
Um, a lot of new faces. Really nice to see you guys here. Also, big thank you to Wes. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee, who do sponsor the show. We love you. You have no idea how much. Big thank you to Dr. Snick um, for, again, your contribution of your voice and your music. We appreciate you so much. Uh, head over to all of our YouTube channels. We've got International Public Radio, UFO Paranormal Radio. Uh, we have UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials. Check um, Amelia and I out at, of course, uh, our YouTube account. My YouTube account is Michelle DeRoche at the Outer Realm Radio. Like us on Facebook as well. And if you enjoy the content on these channels, please subscribe. We appreciate you and we really appreciate your support. If you want to communicate with us, perhaps you want to be on the show, perhaps you know someone you'd like to see on the show, or you have topic matter that you'd like to see, um, please drop us a line at the outer realm contact at gmail.com. Again, the outer realm contact at gmail.com. Now, tomorrow night is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, we welcome the return of David Weiss, and he's our flat earth guy. We had so much fun with David Weiss the last time. Um, we're definitely going to have a blast again. So thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you again tomorrow evening. Good night. <laughs>